Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze, and this is a delayed episode of The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, welcome back to the palace, everyone. Um, I apologise for yesterday. Uh, it got to like 8 o'clock in the afternoon, I tried to start setting up for my show. But it was still 28, it was 28 degrees Celsius, and at least 80% humidity. So, I nearly passed out behind my desk after less than half an hour. So, yeah, that wasn't going to happen, was it? Um, but I'm, I'm here now. We've managed to rejig the schedule. I want to thank uh, Viper for organising that and Kevin for being really good about moving the LMC block. And I will try not to uh, overrun into Rex's block. So... Let's continue. Uh, so, the intention was that I was when I broadcast yesterday, it would be the 9th of September, so the 9th of the 9th, and I thought that would be a pretty good, if somewhat vague, excuse to discuss a few Dreamcast games which were released in 1999. Um, since, depending on how you reckon it, September is, was also the release month of the Dreamcast. I'm not getting into the argument about when the official Dreamcast release date was. And no swell wars either, you've been warned. So I'll start with a game called Plasma Sword, Nightmare of Bilstein. Um, Plasma Sword is also known as Star Gladiator 2 in Japan, and is a fighting game developed and published by Capcom, and is in fact a sequel to Star Gladiator, which released for the PlayStation back in 1996. So for some reason, for the sequel, they moved platforms. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, but, you know. But I, So for a bit of context, I'm going to very quickly cover the story of the first game before I go into the second one. So the backstory is that in the year 2348, Mankind has ventured far into outer space and encountered alien races, both peaceful and hostile. In an effort to protect themselves from hostile aliens, the Earth Federation begins developing a plasma-powered weapon to protect the Earth. A scientist called Dr. Edward Bilstein uncovers a technique for capturing the energy of the human mind, an energy source that he refers to as plasma power. When it's discovered that Bilstein was experimenting on humans to discover this power, he is exiled to a satellite that orbits the planet Zeta. Many years later, Bilstein managed to break out of his prison and the Earth Federation recruits people who can use this plasma power in order to stop him from using it from trying to, as you may have guessed, CONQUER THE UNIVERSE! In the sequel, a year has passed since Bilstein was killed and the end of the first game and the galaxy is now at peace not for long obviously because otherwise you wouldn't have a video game so there are rumors that Bilstein's ghost because obviously is haunting the planet Zeta and any troops who are sent to the planet are immediately destroyed by some unknown force Ooh, spooky uh, 
of the Electra Bugle is saying the sequel of the thing that was almost a Star Wars fighting game. It's like, yeah, if you if you change plasma power to the Force, it's not that much of a scratch. Although it it was probably better than the Masters of Terrascarsi, because good lord, that game was bad. Anyway, uh, yeah, and thanks for the nightmare fuel there, Doan. I needed that one. Where was I? Music. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Let's have some music. Uh, I had a lot of requests for this one, so um, I'm going to play a track from Plasma Sword and then the first request of this evening, which is a request by Hydro. So first of all, we have Plasma Sword Armament to Battle from Stage 2, and then from Blue Stinger, we have Sting Me, the English version requested by Hydro. So enjoy that, and I'll speak to you after this music break.
And we are back! And that was Blue Stinger Sting Me, the English version, that was requested by Hydro. And before that we had, from Plasma Sword, Armament to Battle, the Stage 2 theme. I, I did actually have a copy of Blue Stinger at one point. Um, I think I loaded it up once and, and spent my entire time playing it going, what? <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out what was going on or even how to play it, so uh, I think I sold it. I don't think I have it anymore. Um, but back to Plasma Sword. As with your standard fighting game, it is usually a one versus one fight, although in the options menu you can change to a number of features, which includes changing the difficulty of the CPU opponent, the damage level, how long rounds are, and how many rounds you have to fight, with separate options for number of rounds against the CPU or against a human opponent. The roster of fighters has doubled from the original game, going from 11 to 22, which is a fairly decent amount for the time. Although each fighter appears to effectively be a reskin, the only differences being their appearance and their special Plasma Strike move. Speaking of Plasma, the game's unique feature centres around the Plasma Power Gauge, which fills up as you attack. You can store up to three levels of Plasma Power, which can then be used in a selection of special attacks, including the Plasma Revenge, which appears to be some kind of counter-attack. Plasma Effect, which acts as a shield counter, Plasma Field, which draws in your opponent towards you, and finally Plasma Strike, which are your big special moves. Along with the arcade mode, you also has a standard two-player versus mode and a training mode, as well as a group battle mode, where you can pit two teams of one to five characters against each other. Interestingly, you also get to choose whether you want to fight versus the CPU, human, or even set it as CPU versus CPU. I don't know why you'd want to do that unless you were kind of trying to learn more about it, or maybe as a demo mode or in a shop. I'm not really sure. You can also get to decide what happens with your health when you win a round. Will it recover completely by how much time you have left, or not at all, if you want to play hardcore. Electro-Boogaloo uh, has posted a uh, video of some Plasma Sword gameplay. Is that a full playthrough? It looks like it might be a full playthrough. Oh, and a, a person called Alita915. Uh, I don't remember seeing you in the chat before, so hello and welcome to the Hidden Palace. Um, but yeah, as uh, oh, Pocket Alary says, it is a bit cooler today. Um, enough that I'm not passing out, so it's a good start. It's a good start. Uh, let's have some more music. Um, yeah, when I, I said I, I had to postpone the show yesterday, um, Twinny, who's over in the US, um, found out how much 28 degrees was in Fahrenheit and said, yeah, without aircon I wouldn't even be moving around. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really... The, the city I'm in has five rivers in it, so when it gets hot it gets really, really sticky, which is the thing that tends to be kind of the main problem. But let's have some more music. So another track from Plasma Sword. This time we have Led to Doom, and that's from the Stage 4. And then uh, another request, this time from Pocket Aleri, we have from Sonic Adventure, Sweet Punch. So after this I'm going to be talking about a North American exclusive game called Armada. So please enjoy this music break. 
best Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. Sonic Adventure Sweet Punch requested by Pocket Alary and then before that we had from Plasma Sword Lead, Led to Doom uh, from these the stage 4 music so next up we have a the North American exclusive game that I mentioned earlier and that is called Armada developed and published by Metro 3D this game is an action RPG where you play as the captain of a starship fighting back against an alien armada hence the name that has declared war on the remaining six Earthborn tribes that you can choose between. According to the game's story, humans left Earth around 10,000 years ago, and each colony adapted to their environments in various different ways, be that through technological or biological means. This means that each tribe has their own unique strengths. The alien armada then shows up attacking any and all human colonies it can find leading to the six human tribes grouping together to fight back against it. Your VMU saves your character and your progress, letting you take it with you, letting you take it with you and meaning you can join to, with up to three players, either to fight together or to trade items. You start out at a alliance city where you can talk with other ships in orbit in order to get items, repairs and even take on missions before you set off into space. Alright, what's going on in the chat then? Um, yeah, people are still... Electric uh, <laughs> Boogaloo put a picture of a fan where somebody's like fastened a, a frozen bottle of water to it to make a, a, a swamp coolers, I think they're called. It's quite cunning. And no one's saying that uh, their cat Hugo has barely moved for the past few days. Hugo is a very wise kitty. Oh, now, uh, now Don's posted a picture of Hugo uh, friend of uh, Doan's housemate left a, a baby car seat at the house and uh, it looks like Hugo's claimed it for his own. I, I don't think they're getting that back or if they are then it's going to be completely covered in cat hair. Yeah my mum had this problem as well she's uh, she's built a garden seat for the for the new house and they bought a waterproof pillow for it. Uh, Luna the cat has claimed it and it is now covered in his fluff. Cats, what are you going to do? Alright, um, I've put in more music breaks than I usually would for this episode, so I'm going to have another music break. 
Uh, unfortunately, the music for Armada is a bit kind of... It's it's okay, but it's kind of... Eh. Um, but let's have some uh, some of it anyway. So I'm uh, going to play a track called... Uh, that's just referred to as Armada Music 10. Because uh, as far as Nicholas Armada and I could tell, the tracks don't have individual names and can be used in a bunch of different places in the game. So they're not really attached to anywhere. Um, but after that we have uh, another request and this one is from Evolution of the World of Sacred Device also known as Shinsekai Evolution um, I couldn't find the specific track that Diana was mentioning but uh, this is a nice track anyway, it's called The Shale Ruins so enjoy those and I will speak to you after this music break to continue talking a bit about Armada
and we are back and that was evolution uh the world of sacred device um shale ruins and before that we had from armada uh, armada music 10. that's the only title we've got folks <laughs> we did try uh again special thanks to nicholas Simon for doing a great job uh pulling music together for this show and also special thanks to Twinny who does a really a lot of really hard work uh, getting things out on the socials, which is a lot harder than it used to be because there's like four different social platforms we've got to cover now. So in Armada, once you are out into the void of space, you are then sort of playing a twin stick shooter. I say sort of because the Dreamcast only has one analog stick. And that one changes your direction, while the right trigger is your thruster. So kind of like a racing sort of setup, but I can't imagine that's all that easy to play. I could be wrong. Enemy ships will attack you, and when you encounter them, uh, once you destroy them, you gain experience, and they may drop items or credits that you can use to then improve your ship. So far, so standard for a kind of RPG setup, only in space. As an interesting tidbit though, the game was originally intended to be an MMO. Okay, that's pretty interesting. However, this was abandoned due to Sega not having the Dreamcast network infrastructure ready and available for it at the time of release. I mean, the, the rollout of a lot of the Dreamcast network infrastructure was a bit of a nightmare, particularly in Australia. If you have uh, the Lock-On Journal, um, Volume 2, I write a fairly extensive article about the rollout of the various different networks in various different regions. And yeah, Australia was something else. However, that being said, around 2005, an indie game studio made of former Metro 3D, the developers of Armada, staff purchased rights for Armada and created Armada Online. Sadly, it appears that this site for the game no longer exists, and what, from what I've been able to find out, um, it never got much past the alpha stage. Whether there are pockets of people who are still playing the game on private servers, I honestly don't know, but I've not been able to find out one way or the other. And it seems unlikely, but I could be wrong. So if you do know more about this, let me know. Uh, Pocket Larry says they want to live in the alternate universe where the Dreamcast and Neo Geo Pocket succeeded. <laughs> Doan says, is that Brazil as well as the others? <laughs> Yes, Brazil that lives in the parallel universe where Sega won the console wars. Um, what's, Arma what's Armada with the site? Yeah, Armada Online um, was going to be this the MMO that was based on Armada on the Dreamcast. Uh, but, I mean, this is going back to the early to mid 2000s. And as far as I can tell, it never got that far. Um, if I can dig up the, the links I was using to try and research uh, during the music break, I will. I'll see what I can do. But for now, let's have a bit more music, shall we? Uh, so, two requests. And we've got Flag to Flag in the heat of, and that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then from Buggy Heat, we have Russia, and that was requested by Nicholas Haman, our demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. 
So enjoy those and I'll be back after this music break to talk about Soul Fighter, not to be confused with Soul Calibur.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 
that was Buggy Heat, aka TNN Motorsports Hardcore Heat. Uh, Russia uh, requested by Nicola Simon, and then before that we had From Flag to Flag in the Heat of. Yeah, I'm certainly in the heat of at the moment. So, lastly for today, we have Soul Fighter, not to be confused with Soul Calibur. This is a 3D beat em up game developed by Toka and published by Red Orb Entertainment in the US and Mindscape in the EU. The story of this game is actually pretty complicated and involves a King Valmek of Gomar who arranged a special hunt for his son Sedan's birthday. Unfortunately, uh, Sedan fell from a cliff to his death during that hunt. Overcome with grief, Sedan's brother Phileas and his brother Queen Antia turn to the forces of evil in an attempt to bring Sedan back to life. And as we know that this always goes, always goes badly, um, when he found out about the scheme, King Valmek works to stop them with the age of his chief swordsman, Melchior, who is sadly slain by Phileas. Distraught, King Valmek banished his wife and son from Gomar, but with concern that they would continue their evil plans, King Valmek sends his royal spy, Sayomi, to follow them and determine their fate. Sayomi discovers that both Antia and Phileas have pledged eternal allegiance to evil, and begin an attack on Gomar. The chief wizard Orion manages to save Sayomi along with Melchior's son Altus. I originally re read that as Atlas when I was doing the notes for this. <laughs> and together they must reclaim the souls of all the citizens of Gomar who have been twisted by the evil magics of Antia and Felias. So yeah, it's, it's a complicated plot for uh, beat em up, but yeah. On starting the game, you will have two gameplay options, these being Arcade or Adventure Mode, with the default being Arcade Mode. In this mode, each level is timed and you can switch between three heroes, Altus, Sayomi and Orion. You get five lives and once they are used up, it is game over. Adventure Mode, meanwhile, has no time limits, however you only get the one hero to play with as uh, throughout the game. You also only get one life, but at the end of each sta stage you can choose to save. If you die, you then have to reload from the previous save location. To control your character the movement, uh, this is done by the, either via the D-pad or the analog stick. Attacks, blocks and jumps are your face buttons. Left trigger resets your camera and right switches you to a first person perspective if you've collected any ranged weapons. <laughs> Gotta hate it. Uh, Atlas made no demonic packs and you can't prove anything. Hmm, suspiciously specific. Uh, <laughs> running and hiding your paperwork. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, since I'm in danger of overrunning, uh, I am going to play uh, another couple of tracks and then we're going to go into the chiptune corner. So, uh... From, because I couldn't find any of the music for um, Soul Fighter, so you'll have to put up with music from Soul Calibur instead. Oh no. So from Soul Calibur we have Unwavering Resolve, and then uh, our last request for this evening we have from Sega Rally 2, Evolution. Not to be confused with the game that I covered earlier, that I talked about earlier. Uh, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Enjoy and I'll be back after this music break for Chipchum Corner.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7.
and that was Sega Rally 2, Evolution requested by Electric Boogaloo, and then before that we had from Soul Calibur, Unwavering Resolve. Um, and yeah, I'm going to overrun, I'm sorry Rxe, and yeah, it's, it's a bit irony. Um, so, as some of you will probably know, I had the pleasure of performing a DJ set at the Steel City Chiptune event last month. Uh, it went really well, and one of my fellow performers was a Canadian known on stage as Rainbow Trash, but otherwise known as Dominique Pelletier. She uses a combination of synths, Game Boys, and even a theremin to produce a unique and experimental sound. Uh, that works a bit avant-garde, so it's probably not for everyone, but I figured you should probably have a listen anyway and see what you think. So this is Rainbow Trash and Hanar. So have a listen, see what you think, and I'll post a link to their Bandcamp. Um, I think it's Bandcamp. Yes, it is. So if you like their work, you can check it out for yourself. So have a listen, and I'll be back after this to close out the show.
and we are back and that was Rainbow Trash with Hanar. So yeah, as I said, very avant-garde, very experimental, but if that's the sort of thing you're into, check out their Bandcamp. Um, they have also they also run a chiptune event in Denmark. And there is a non-zero possibility that I might be invited there to do a DJ set. Nothing's confirmed yet, but we'll see what happens. So, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening today. Uh, stay tuned for Rex's Sega Mixer Drive on this special Radio Sega triple bill. Uh, not what we usually prefer to do, but... Uh, thank you everyone for shuffling around to fit me in uh, now that the weather is no longer six squillion degrees. So I've got one last track to go out on and you all get to suffer through my obsession with Final Fantasy XIV some more. So please enjoy your big fat tacos. If you know, you know. I've been Skyblaze and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Take care everyone and good night.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.